Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Happy 1st of June. On the first day of each month, we review the book of the month. In order to be considered for book of the month, a book has to meet a very simple criteria. It has to be impactful enough that it can either change your life or your perspective on the world. Whether it does or not depends entirely up to you. If you consume the book as a piece of entertainment, well, that's what you'll get, entertainment. But if you internalize its contents and make it part of you, you have a realistic shot at either changing your perspective or changing your life. Our book this month is absolutely worthy of Book of the Month. Our book this month is called Atomic Habits, An Easy and Proven Way to Build Good Habits and Break Bad Ones by James Clear. I was introduced to this book by Kelly Calabrese, one of the members of a mastermind I'm part of. I have to say, this book has been impactful for me as I've been examining my own daily habits in areas that I'm looking to redefine. Habits are the compound interest of self-improvement. The same way that money multiplies through compound interest, the effects of your habits multiply as you repeat them. They seem to make little difference on any given day, and the impact they deliver over the months and years can be enormous. It's only when you look back to five, perhaps ten years, that the value of good habits and the cost of bad ones become strikingly apparent. One of the core concepts of the book is that small changes can compound. A 1% change can seem very small. But if you start doing push-ups, on the first day you do one push-up, on the second day you do two, the third day you do three, after 100 days you're doing 100 push-ups. We often dismiss small changes because they don't seem to matter very much in the moment. If you save a little money now, you're still not a millionaire. If you go to the gym three days in a row, you're still out of shape. If you study Mandarin for an hour tonight, you still haven't learned the language. We make a few changes, but the results never seem to come quickly, so we slide back into our previous routines. Unfortunately, the slow pace of transformation also makes it easy to let a bad habit slide. Your identity emerges out of your habits. You're not born with preset beliefs. Every belief, including those about yourself, is learned and conditioned through experience. More precisely, your habits are how you embody your identity. When you make your bed each day, you embody the identity of an organized person. When you write each day, you embody the identity of a creative person. When you train each day, you embody the identity of an athlete. The labels, good habit and bad habit, are a little inaccurate. There are actually no good or bad habits. They're only effective habits, the ones that are effective at solving problems. All habits serve you in some way, even the bad ones, which is why you repeat them. Generally speaking, good habits will have positive outcomes and bad habits will have negative outcomes. Determining whether something's good or bad depends on what you're trying to accomplish. If you eat a bagel with peanut butter every day, it might be counterproductive if you're trying to lose weight, but it might be the perfect thing if you're trying to bulk up for a wrestling competition. Turns out that habits are anchored in several loops of human behavior. The first is the notion of conserving mental energy. Items that require conscious mental effort to bring to reality, they're not habits. Getting dressed in the morning, making a cup of coffee, emptying the dishwasher, all can be habits that don't tax the conscious mind. People who try to form habits operating exclusively from the conscious mind are destined to fail at habit formation. Habits, both good and bad, don't require a lot of mental energy. How much energy does it take to check the news feed and social media? It's a habit. Forming new habits can often be accomplished with habit stacking. For example, if you do 20 push-ups as part of making your morning coffee, then you'll have a much easier time forming a new habit because it's already associated with a pre-existing habit. Brushing your teeth with your morning shower adds one more step to an existing habit but doesn't require a new and separate habit to be formed. So you can train yourself to link a particular habit with a particular context. In one study, scientists instructed insomniacs to get into bed only when they were tired. 
If they couldn't sleep, they were told to sit in a different room until they became sleepy. Over time, subjects began to associate the context of their bed with sleeping alone, and it became easier to fall asleep quickly when they climbed into bed. Their brains learned that sleeping, not browsing on their phone or watching television or staring at the clock, was the only action that happened in the bedroom. It's easier to associate a new habit with a new context than it is to build a new habit in the face of competing cues. It can be difficult to go to bed early if you watch television in your bedroom every night. Turns out that your environment contains powerful cues that are mentally associated with repeating behavior patterns. And if you can make a radical change to your environment, you can also change the patterns. Often, a return to a previous environment will cause old patterns to reestablish because the cues are encoded in your memory as being associated with those patterns. As I read this book, my awareness of my own autopilot behaviors became crystal clear. If you're interested at all in learning a little bit more about your own behavior, go out and get a copy of Atomic Habits by James Clear. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.